just begin. Um, great. I call this meeting to order at 5 p.m. Staff, can you please take the roll call? Yes, Commissioner Tanaka. Present. Uh, Commissioner Aliotto Pierre. Present. Uh, Commissioner Foley. Commissioner Foley. Present. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Shu. Present. Commissioner Ospa. Here. Commissioner Listana. Here. Commissioner Zhang. Here. Commissioner Fret. Here. Commissioner Oyagata. Commissioner Oyagata is not here at the moment. Uh, Commissioner Pimentel. Here. Commissioner Wynn. Here. Commissioner Shaw. Present. Commissioner Hum. Present. Commissioner Barker Plummer. Present. And Commissioner Santos. Here. Thank you. Oh, and last but not least, Commissioner Love. Here. All right. Um, you do have quorum, Chair Zing, and we are missing Commissioner. Uh, oh, Commissioner Oyagata. Here. All right. Everyone is present. Okay, great. Um, I should have done this before the meeting, but um, I figured I might as well say it now. If you all felt comfortable and I think it'd be really helpful if you could rename yourself really quick um, to include your pronouns after your name. Um, that'd just be really helpful, especially when we're in discussion. Um, speaking of discussion, I just want to remind y'all um, about the importance of just diverse participation. So I really hope to hear, um, I, I'm sure we all hope to hear from all of us and making sure that everyone's voice is included and heard. So feel free to participate when you feel comfortable um, and yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Um, because there are no absences, we can move on. Commissioners, um, let's take this time to look over today's agenda. Um, the first reminder is just to schedule items on the agenda to contact staff or any member of exec to agendize an item. Also, um, the agenda will always be in the weekly internal, so the expectation is to read these beforehand and come prepared for any presentations or legislation referred. Um, while everyone is taking time to look over the agenda, I'll call for public comment. Um, is there any public comment on this item for the agenda? Oh, Commissioner Zhang, um, I think you forgot to call um, item number two. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Okay. Um, staff, can we please call item number two? Yes. Item number two is approval of the agenda. This is an action item. Okay. So as I said before, um, could we take this time to look over the agenda? Is there any public comment on the, this item for the agenda? Seeing none, public comment is now closed. 
Um, is there a motion on the table to approve the agenda? Oswald, motion to approve the agenda. Tanaka, second. Great, motion to approve the agenda by Commissioner Oswald, seconded by Commissioner Tanaka. Um, we can now take a vote on the approval of the agenda. Um, staff, can you please take a roll call vote? Yes, Commissioner Tanaka. Aye. Commissioner Alioto Pierre. Aye. Commissioner Foley. Aye. Commissioner Shu. Aye. Commissioner Osva. Aye. Commissioner Listano. Aye. Commissioner Zhang. Aye. Commissioner Fret. Aye. Commissioner Oyagata. Aye. Commissioner Pimentel. Aye. Commissioner Wynn. Aye. Commissioner Shaw. Aye. Commissioner Hum. Aye. Commissioner Barker Plummer. Aye. Commissioner Katubig. Katubig. Aye. Uh, Commissioner Santos. Aye. And Commissioner Love. Aye. Already the motion passes. Great. Um, staff, can you please call item four? Um, item three. Or item three. Yeah, the approval of the minutes. Uh, yeah, item number three is approval of the minutes. This is an action item. Please see document A for the September 20th, 2021 minutes. Okay. Um, this is the time to review the minutes from the September 20th, 2021 meeting. Um, another reminder is just the expectation is that we look over these prior to our meeting. Um, while we do that, is there any public comment on this item of the agenda? See no public comment, public comment is now closed. Is there a motion on this item? Walker Plummer, so moved. One second that. Great motion. Commissioner Barker Plummer motions to approve the minutes from the September 20th meeting seconded by Commissioner Lynn. Um, now we will take a vote on the approval of the minutes. Staff, can you please take the roll call vote? Yes, Commissioner Tanaka. Aye. Commissioner uh, Alioto Pierre. Aye. Commissioner Foley. Aye. Commissioner Shu. Aye. Commissioner Osfa. Aye. Commissioner Listana. Aye. Commissioner Zhang. Commissioner Fret. Aye. Commissioner Oyagata. Aye. Commissioner Pimentel. Aye. Commissioner Wynn. Aye. Commissioner Shaw. Aye. Commissioner Hum. Aye. Commissioner Barker Plummer. Aye. Commissioner Katubing. Aye. Commissioner Santos. Aye. And Commissioner Love. Aye. Uh, the motion passes. Great. Um, staff, can you please call item four? Yes, item four is public comment on items that are not on the agenda. This is a reminder to the public that there are two minutes per public comment. Um, Commissioner Zhang, we currently do have somebody in the queue. Um, well, they're calling in. So I'm going to ask to unmute. 
um, and see if they're trying to get public comment on this item. Um, oh, did they just leave? Kylie, did the number leave on your end as well? Yeah, this number no longer is on the screen. Okay, then never mind. If there are any other members of the public who would wish to give public comment, um, now is the time. Okay, um, seeing that there is no more public comment, public comment is now closed. Staff, can you please call item five? Yes, item number five uh, is presentations. All items to follow are discussion and possible action. Item 5A is informed for the Our Children, Our Families OCOF presentation. As a presenter, we have Alicia Varillas and Simone Combs, um, OCOF staff. So I see Simone. Yes, hi. Um, it's going to be me um, from OCOF and I um, am so sorry about my camera. Um, like I have the video on, but it just is showing a black screen for me. So I'm not sure if you guys can see me or not, or if you all can see me. No, I don't think we can see you, but we can. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. I'm really sorry about that. And then Alicia um, will not be presenting today, but I do have um, another colleague with me, um, JJ, who will present on the Blaze Forward um, Fellowship. Oh, okay, great. Should I make them the co-host so that they're able to screen share? Um, actually, I think I've got the deck. Um, so I think just me as a co-host is fine. Okay, cool. You are the co-host. Okay, great. Um, just a second while I... Um, share my screen. Okay. Okay. While you share your screen, take your time. Um, I just want to quickly remind um, the presenters that you both have 20 minutes to present. Um, and to the commissioners, a decision will not be taken on this item. And so this presentation is just informational, but there will be an opportunity for you all to ask questions um, and participate after. So. Great. Okay. Um, can everybody see my screen? Not yet. No, it says, uh, oh, there we go. Oh, great. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Um, whoops, let me move this around. Um, is there like a gray box um, covering? I've got. Yeah, all we see is um, the first slide and then kind of like the arrows and the different icons at the bottom bar. Okay, okay, that's good. Um, all right, so I'll just, jump in and get started. So good evening, commissioners. Um, it is so uh, great to be before you. My name is Simone Combs. I am a principal analyst. And again, it's a pleasure to be here on behalf of the Our Children, Our Families Council. So 
So today I'll start with an update and overview of the Our Children, Our Families Council, um, our projects, and then I'm going to turn it over to JJ to talk about our brand new Blaze Forward Fellowship. And then at the end, we'll have uh, time hopefully for any questions. So starting with the background and context of the Our Children, Our Families Council. Um, some of you may already be familiar with this, um, but the council was created a number of years ago uh, by a voter proposition that called for the city and county, the school district and the community to come together and really work to align efforts across those three entities with the goal of improving outcomes for children, youth and families in San Francisco with an emphasis on those with the greatest need. Our council is chaired by the mayor. It is co-chaired by the San Francisco uh, Unified School District Superintendent. And it includes 13 department heads from uh, city departments 13 school district leaders, which are basically um, all of the school district chiefs, and then 14 community seats um, appointed by the mayor. And so, of course, um, the youth commissioner, um, we do have one youth commissioner that sits on the OCOF council. And the youth commissioner's role is um, really to add young people's perspective to the council. Um, it's a, the important thing to keep in mind is it's literally a room full of adults um, that have that perspective. And so um, really being um, you know, one of the people in the room to amplify youth voice and youth perspective um, is fundamentally the role of the youth commissioner. Just like um, any other OCOF council member, the youth commissioner gets a council member orientation as a part of stepping onto the council where um, staff will provide um, the uh, youth commissioner or really any OCOF council member with the bylaws, um, with you know, an overview of the council's work, um, the status, um, and any additional relevant um, information. So that kind of sums up um, that part. So fundamentally, um, this is this is what we believe about. Um, our work. So in order for San Francisco to enable all children, youth, and families to stay, thrive, um, contribute to, and really benefit from the city's future, we need basically a number of different puzzle pieces all working together at the same time. And so what those really are is, you know, a capable workforce, barrier-free service um, delivery systems. We need maximized and equitable distribution of dollars and we need equitable access to services and supports. And so um, our work does revolve around um, those concepts. So as a part of 
um, moving the city closer to that direction, the council adopted an outcomes framework with 19 indicators. Um, these are data metrics that track progress towards improving outcomes for children, youth, and families, especially those most in need. And so these metrics include everything from um, safety metrics, from economic mobility and housing stability metrics to health, education, and um, you know, workforce, career, and higher ed um, metrics. And so that's one way of tracking the city's progress um, in terms of um, really achieving our highest values. Um, so here, um, these, all of these um, boxes really describe the various strategies and projects that OCOF has been working on. The strategies themselves are in the bolded text and the projects that support each of these strategies um, is in the regular text below. Um, and so OCOF has um, presented before this commission and various other commissions um, likely a number of times on these different projects. And so the major um, status update that we wanted to share today is that all of these projects, as well as the Our Children, Our Families staff, um, and it's just six of us, we have all been fully integrated into the Department of Children, Youth, and Families. Um, so staff, along with our projects, um, in order um, to really benefit from departmental support um, for the council's projects. And then also so we can support the Department of Children, Youth and Families as they're pivoting to taking on more citywide um, work. And so we really do see this um, as a win-win. To be clear, the council is not going away at all. The council is still um, in existence. Um, but the way we're organizing ourselves to support the work is a little bit different. So um, the, our children, our family staff has been integrated into several different um, DCYF, um, as, as y'all probably know, is the acronym for the Department of Children, Youth and Families. Um, we've been integrated into several of their teams. And so, for example, I'm on the city and community partnerships team, along with a couple of other um, OCOF staff, and then the rest of the staff is integrated into our research evaluation and design team, and then also um, DCYF's training capacity building team. So um, that is really the major um, update, um, what we wanted to share with you all today. But all of these projects, like I said, have also been integrated and are moving ahead. So in the, um, in the box farthest to the right, kind of this pink um, box, if you can see um, my mouse. Under our service delivery system improvement strategy, one of our projects is called Healing and Transforming Children's Health. Um, you know, government loves those acronyms, and so the acronym for that is HATCH. Um, but under um, this project, OCOF, we partnered with the California Children's Trust to initiate the following projects in San Francisco for the purpose of improving um, the systems that support children's health. Um, so if, if you just walk with me for a second, so these first four projects here, um, it, all of the names are a mouthful, but basically 
these first four projects are essentially revenue maximization projects. And what that means for us is that um, the California Children's Trust is working with these various um, entities on maximizing the, um, the reimbursements that the city is getting for providing um, Medi-Cal services. San Francisco often, um, and, and this is not unlike um, other jurisdictions, but San Francisco oftentimes leaves uh, money on the table that we could be getting reimbursed for. Um, and so, you know, San Francisco is resource rich, but you never want to be leaving money on the table um, if there's a way to kind of um, get that back and hopefully use that to really make improvements. So that's what these first um, couple of projects are focused on. Um, and then this Blaze Forward Fellowship is really um, what we were excited to share with you today. Our Blaze Forward Fellowship um, is for transitional aged youth um, that have a strong connection to San Francisco. And um, that this fellowship fell out of our partnership with the California Children's Trust as our primary youth engagement strategy. So um, with that, um, I'll, I'll get into what the Blaze Forward Fellowship um, is at a really high level, and then I'm going to turn it over to JJ. So when it came to this Blaze Forward Fellowship, this was the first time that the Our Children, Our Families Council had done any sort of fellowship. And so our focus was really on um, professional development, really focusing and learning about uh, mental health systems um, and then advocacy training. And then the, the fellows themselves also um, provided us with some strategic support around um, some other city initiatives, but, but these three were really the focus of the fellowship. Um, the, lead, uh, the leadership outcomes were um, on a personal, interpersonal, and professional level, and so that was the um, kind of lens of this fellowship. And then, ooh, and then finally, um, just so y'all know, there were um, two culminating um, projects that were um, group projects that were part of um, this fellowship. And so this is all at a really high level. I also want to take a moment to just shout out, in addition to the California Children's Trust, we also worked with some phenomenal facilitators, master facilitators, um, coaches and youth development experts um, called Blaze Consulting, um, Franklin and Genji Heiston. And then from California Children's Trust, um, Reed O'Connell and Alex Briscoe. So with that, I would like to pass it over to JJ to talk about the fellowship. Thanks, Simone. Um, thank you all for having me. Uh, I'll start by introducing my, myself. My name is JJ Shuheke. I'm 18 years old and a freshman at City College. Um, so I'll start by telling a little bit about um, the mindset and situation that I was in before encountering um, this program. So of course, I'm a, I'm a former Tay youth. Um, I've been through the foster system. Um, and so at the time, I was in a transitional um, housing program in South San Francisco. So, um, and I was also in my senior year of high school. So, you know, I had a lot on my plate um, 
And my social worker was actually the one that um, reached out to me about this opportunity, which was Blaze Forward Fellowship. Um, and so essentially, you know, I felt I was really very hopeless. You know, I didn't exactly know what I could do with my life. And, you know, I knew like I wanted to share my story and my experience to, you know, help the future, you know, kids who might have to go through the system. Um, and so I heard about this and I figured it was an internship. And so I've never, I had never done an internship. So, you know, that also sparked my curiosity as well as, you know, the stipend that would come with it, which would, you know, benefit me um, financially a lot. And so um, that's pretty much how I found out about it. Um, and, you know, I just figured, you know, um, why not talk, take the opportunity and learn about the systems that are supposed to be serving transitional age youth and foster kids. Um, and so essentially, um, I started the program and I didn't exactly know how to present myself. You know, all I knew was that I, you know, wanted to showcase my, myself and, you know, bring my best self forward. Um, and so the program consisted of six um, foster youth and Tay youth, former Tay youth, um, who have diverse multiracial um, backgrounds and um, youth who may or may not have access to mental health supports. Um, and so essentially what I believe um, Blaze Ford helped me with was create, you know, lifelong friendships and professional support. And so they emphasized elements of, you know, monthly meetings and personal coaching, um, community building, professional development. Um, and so there's a couple activities that um, allowed for that community building. And through that, we developed friendships. And so small activities like telling a story to someone and then having that person interpret, you know? And so that sense of it kind of, the bigger picture was, you know, we all have a story to tell. We just didn't know how to share that story. and so by gaining this professional development, you know, we, I personally feel I gained so much confidence in just sharing my story and hoping and, you know, um, it's still a journey, but um, just from that start, um, I feel really positive, you know, about my future and the future of, you know, for other Tay youth who want to go through the same exact internship and fellowship that can help them share their story um, and gain that community that Blaze Ford has provided for me. Um, and so that last, it's, it's about a seven month pilot um, that they were kind of, that we originally tried to go through with. Um, and so um, a lot of, a lot of the community building and professional development emphasize the inequities um, that contribute to mental health programs in San Francisco and California. Um, let's see. Yeah. And so I think I'll just talk about what I'm doing now um, as I've finished the program. Um, I'm obviously a full-time student, um, so I'm still trying to navigate through that. Um, but because of the resources and people that I met because of Blaze Forward, um, I feel like I have a broader sense of how I can um, use my experience to help Tay youth and, you know, go beyond that. Um, you know, beyond California and hopefully countrywide. Um, but yeah, I think Franklin Heiston is here with us. Um, I'm not sure if, if he wants me to add more, um, but yeah, I think that's what I have so far. 
Great. Thank you so much, JJ. Um, Franklin, feel free to jump in, but I, I let Franklin know that we'd, we'd have this um, covered, so no pressure. But thank you so much for that, um, JJ. And with that, um, we would like to, um, I'll get the screen back up, but with that, we'd like to stop here um, and ask for any questions about the Blaze Forward um, fellowship um, or about the OCOF um, update and youth commissioner role. Okay, um, hearing no question. Oh, sorry, was someone about to come off mute? Yeah, um, well, I first wanted to just invite everyone like to definitely ask questions if you have any because we'll be doing um, elections for the OCOF Youth Commission seat shortly after. Um, so if you all have questions about that, this is your time to ask. Um, but it, I'll let, if you all have any questions, you can take your time to ask because I have a question. Um, I'm really curious about like the outcomes chart that you showed earlier. Um, like, so from what I know, it's used to analyze progress, right? Um, how, have, have there been concrete ways in which this is used in the past or is it just like a guideline for the general public to take a look at? Yeah, that's a really um, great question. So yeah, this has been used in a couple of different ways. Um, in, in my eyes, I think one of the um, most significant ways that this um, that this outcomes framework has been used is that it was formally adopted by the Department of Child, uh, Children, Youth, and Families um, actually a couple of years ago, long long before we were ever um, long before OCOF staff was ever integrated um, into the department. And so this is really um, this framework actually has guided. Um, some of the department's um, funding decisions since adopting this framework. And so um, that, that I think um, is significant. I think the um, other um, probably helpful thing to know is that we um, keep, we have a, a tableau, an online tableau dashboard. It's publicly accessible. It's on our website, ourchildrenourfamilies.org website under the resource tab. Um, and it just says data dashboard. And so that's another tool where we periodically um, update these measures. Um, and actually even, um, even when the measures um, appear to be not so current. A lot of times it just depends on when the data becomes available, but that dashboard has a lot of historical data in it as well. And so it's a tool for looking at um, trends and, and tracking performance there. Um, and then the last thing that I'll say is that OCOF um, has published, it's called an, an uh, equity benchmark report. Um, and um, that benchmark report really provides um, much more like contextual and research information about each of these measures, um, both the current, current data surrounding these measures, um, but then also the context and research um, and also 
um, tactical, like um, kind of suggestions for tactical solutions. And so I think the, the um, benchmark report that we have on our website um, is from 2019, I believe. So um, those are some of the ways um, traditionally, um, you know, that's a great question. The traditionally OCOF, um, the council and the staff, we, we always refer to this framework as our North Star. And so um, in all reality, actually all of the work and all of the projects that we work on actually do support like one or more of these um, measures, um, but kind of the, the um, kind of line of connection sometimes um, is just takes a, a little more effort to um, explain. But yeah, that, that's a great question. Thank you for answering my question. Sure. Um, I'm wondering kind of how the community awareness around these different programs is. Like you said, I mean, this is sort of a new thing and it's still being changed and they're trying to, you know, coordinate this into a little bit more of a simpler um, system. So how is the communication around that towards families? Like I had never heard of the SF Families um, website before, but like I just looked it up and it seems like a great place to find resources, but I'm wondering how community awareness around that is. Yeah, that's another really great question. For the SF Families website in particular, um, that's, a, that's one of our projects um, and that website, thank you. Um, thank you for saying that it is a great resource. We've worked really hard on it. Um, but there are some, we just recently did some user testing um, and there are some key features that we're working on including in the website before we do a big communications and outreach push around it. Um, for example, one of the things that we heard back from users that we really need included is a search bar. Um, and so we, we don't have a search bar yet, but that's a feature that we're actively working on. And then another um, like major um, point of feedback from um, the folks that tested the site is that we also need filtering capability. Um, and then um, including like some way for people to um, search for, um, well, included in the filters, like some location um, functionality. And so kind of those three pieces, the search bar, the filters, and then location functionality, um, the feeling was let's get those in um, to sort of get the website in the like best possible state that we can um, before, um, really inviting the um, public to use it. And so um, I'm, I um, definitely am happy. That's actually one of the projects that I oversee. Um, and so I'm very happy to keep um, this commission in the loop on timing. That's one of the things that we're working through right now um, with our integration into the Department of Children, Youth and Families. Um, but it's a great point, you know, what, once the site is um, you know, kind of has those um, last um, kind of critical features in, we, we really do want to share this resource like as far and wide as humanly possible. Thanks for the question. I was curious, um, I see is one, 
um, on mental health. I see it is one of the outcomes um, for the framework and as well as it's one of the focus points for the Blaze Forward Fellowship. So I was just curious, especially this past year with everything that's been going on, um, how has that looked um, specifically for the fellowship and just overall in general, general for the OCOF um, and just if you've seen any outcomes from that as well. Yeah, that's another um, really great question. Um, so just first to start off, what we're um, on a population level, unfortunately, what we are seeing in San Francisco on um, like a population wide level is generally speaking, um, the mental health of our young folks is um, has not been good. And it's been that way for quite some time. And it's like, um, you know, trending worse, basically. Um, we don't have a lot of data um, like during and post pandemic, although that some data points are um, starting to come in, but we can we can see even um, for 2019, I think that those were the latest numbers that we got from the Youth um, Behavioral Risk Survey. Um, there was a jump from 2017 and 2000 to 2019 in everything from, you know, symptoms of um, depression to um, youth and young adults having increased like suicidal ideations and things like that. And so, um, you know, we're, we're like hyper aware that on a population level, the situation is not good at all. Um, and then, um, oops, let me, um, so one of, one of the projects, actually this one, um, that the California Children's um, trusted in San Francisco, and this was a, a partnership with a couple of other entities too, is um, this dyadic therapy um, um, effort, which basically it almost like piloted a new benefit in California where children and families were, re were able to receive mental health services without actually having any diagnosis. And so like we look for, we look to support strategic things like that, like really to do whatever we can. Um, but in general population level, you know, I spoke to that data and then you asked about, um, so that's kind of a population level outcome. Um, and then you asked for um, outcomes, I think related to um, the fellowship. We, we were not tracking specifically like um, mental health um, outcomes for our fellowship. Um, we are planning to distribute um, kind of a one or two pager um, of the BFF of the Blaze Forward Fellowship. And um, we will have some outcomes information um, there, but it will be more general, um, not focused specifically on mental health. So I know I kind of like partially um, answered um, your question. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I have a, I have a question. So you said that the role of uh, the youth commissioner in this council is to add young people's perspective. Um, but can you, elaborate, can you elaborate a little bit more on how you envision uh, the youth commissioner to use their leadership and participation? Um, and how is it different from some of the other members in this council? Thank you. Yeah, that's a great 
um, questions. So I actually, you know, from my view, um, the role of the youth commissioner does not feel all that different from any other um, OCOF council member. Um, like I mentioned, the council members are made up of leaders basically from city departments, so city department heads, actually, maybe I can go back to that slide, um, city department heads, um, basically all of the school district chiefs um, who run you know, various divisions within the school district, and then 14 community representatives, all who are coming to um, the council with specific interests in mind, you know, so like, if I'm, you know, the department, the, the head of the Department of Health, for example, I'm really going to, you know, health stuff is going to be um, top of mind. Sure, you know, maybe that includes some youth and young adult health stuff, but I'm just kind of thinking about health in general. So um, we um, would ask the same thing of the youth commissioner to really um, think about um, youth, really bringing that youth voice um, in kind of a, a strange situation. Um, for me personally, I don't remember a ton of times when I was considered a, I actually still sometimes consider myself a young adult, but I'm out of the Tay um, age bracket. But, um, you know, it's, it is not all the time when a young person is in literally a room full of adults, like you're going to be the only youth um, in the room. So just thinking about um, the, like what it would feel like to um, make sure that, um, you know, we're kind of doing the typical things like step up and step back and that sort of thing. That's really um, what it would look like. Again, the youth commissioner, um, just like any other OCO council member gets the full, um, of course, you know, OCO council onboarding, you know, top to bottom. Um, and then also, um, I should say, so the, our children, our families, um, staff, traditionally, we're always around for any questions um, or just any like deeper dives that are necessary too. And so we're, we're definitely a resource for um, council members as needed. Can I ask a, sorry, quick follow, another question. When does, when and how often does the council meet? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, by charter, we are mandated to meet three times a year. So it's not often. Okay, thank you. Sure. Um, I just have another question. So um, on the slide, it says that um, the representatives, including students, uh, parents, and transitional age youth, right? So I was wondering, what is the percentage for uh, representation for youth in general? Is it just the youth commissioner? Or will there be any other youth as well? Because I think we should also consider different cultural backgrounds because different cultural backgrounds will obviously offer a different perspective than say a different youth. So is there any like consideration regarding that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I know right now um, on the council, we do just have the, youth commissioner seat, but let me check on um, the other seats um, because I'm not 
sure how restrictive those other like community representative um, seats are. That's a good question. Um, okay. Are there any other questions from commissioners? Okay, um, well, I also wanted to ask um, the presenters, so Simone or JJ, um, if y'all have any asks from the Youth Commission, um, like if you would like folks to share um, their networks or on the Youth Commission social media, um, or if there's anything that you would like us to help with. Um, yes, thank you so much for asking. Um, it would be great if we could send you our um, Blaze Forward Fellowship. Um, it, it'll basically be like a report, but it'll be that like one or two pager um, that describes the fellowship. Um, and then uh, we're planning to continue the Blaze Forward Fellowship. And so um, it would be great when we get to that point if um, you could share any, like, um, you know, share our application announcement, you know, our open application announcement with your networks. Um, we would really, really appreciate that. Great. That sounds good. We'll definitely take note of that. Great. Thank you. Thank you both um, so much for presenting and coming. That was really insightful. Um, and I'm sure we all learned a lot. Um, are there further questions or discussion from the commission? Okay, um, seeing none, uh, this item is concluded. Thank you again for coming to present. Um, staff, can you call item six? Yes. <clears throat> item six is Youth Commission business, all items to follow, our discussion and possible action. Item 6A is inform and decision. This is uh, the Our Children, Our Families UTC election. As a presenter, we have the executive committee. Okay, great. So, um, as Itel said, we are going into our elections for the OCOF representative, which is um, the seat that um, Simone earlier spoke about. Before we go through the elections process, um, I just want to invite, um, not to put y'all on the, oh. Okay. All right, so not to put you all on the spot, so feel free to like pass, um, but if either um, Commissioner Santos or Commissioner Listano want to talk about their experience as the previous OCF representatives, um, that might be really insightful for um, the potential commissioners who would be interested. Um, so either Mara, Gabby, if you all wanna share, feel free to. Okay, that's fine. Um, well, I hope you all were able to ask the questions, any questions that you do have 
to um, Simone earlier. So um, we're going to move on to the elections. I'm going to explain the process for electing our OCOF representative. It's very similar to our elections um, that just occurred in the last meeting. Chair Zhang, um, Chair yeah. Zhang, sorry, uh, Gabby's in the chat. She says that she can share. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Gabby. My um, chat. Okay, so when I was OCOF, OCOF rep last time, um, most of my work was just with um, Veronica, which was one of the staff members at OCOF and one of the interns. And pretty much like one of the main things I did as OCOF rep was um, emceeing this fireside chat with youth and, um, and Mayor Breed. Um, so pretty much you'll just be like working with staff um, at OCOF, at least from my experience. Um, you'll be working with staff to like, get more youth input on the projects that they're working on and possibly work on projects that they're working on. So like for me, um, fire, this Fireside Youth Chat, as well as on their UNICEF project that they were working on last year. Um, that's pretty much what I did. I mean, I probably have a different experience than um, Amara because mine was totally online. So, yeah. Thank you, Gabby. Really appreciate that you shared. Um, Mara, if you would like to share, you can. Okay, sounds good. Um, that being said, thank you, Gabby, for sharing. Um, we're going to move on to elections now. Um, I'm going to explain the process for electing our OCOF representative. And as I said earlier, it's very similar to the elections we just had. Um, but a quick overview. First, I'm going to ask commissioners if um, you have any clarifying questions about the position. And then we will open the floor up for nominations. You may nominate yourself or one of your colleagues, but each nomination will need a second. Um, and also, just please make sure that your nominates have intention and that you're not just nominating someone just because. Um, third, after that, uh, there will be once there are no more nominations, the nomination section will be closed and I will ask staff to read the nominations in reverse order for the nominee to either accept or reject the nomination. Um, fourth, each nominee will have up to two minutes to share why they are running for the position and commissioners may ask questions for the, of the nominee for up to one minute, and the nominee may respond for no more than a minute. And after, I will close the Q&A portions, open up public comment. Um, after public comment, you will have time to deliberate for a few minutes, and we will proceed to a roll call voting method um, like in the elections prior. And if no nominee receives a simple majority, which is nine of the votes, the nominee with the least number of votes will be eliminated and the role will be called again until a nominee receives a simple majority, again, nine votes. Um, and that person will be elected for the OCOF role. Are there any questions before we begin? I know I just said a lot of it. Sure, Zane, can I say something? Yeah, of course. Um, something that I didn't mention before is that the person who is the OCOF rep uh, works with me. Um, so we have other 
youth seats on different like committees or advisory bodies. Um, Kylie uh, staffs the, what is it called, Kylie? <laughs> the, the department, of, <laughs> the oh, department of Children, Youth, Families Oversight Advisory Committee, the DCYF OAC. Yes, yes. So that's a different committee. Um, and then prior to that, um, our other staff person, Austin, supported the Sugary Drinks and Tax Advisory Committee, which is like totally different. So just a heads up, if you were to be the OCOF rep, you would be working with me. I would be working with you um, and helping you make that connection with Simone and Alicia, who wasn't here, but they're both really cool. And also, um, I just want to say that the time commitment for this is probably like maybe two hours a month. It's not a lot. OCOF meets, I think, once a quarter. Um, and so the time commitment for this isn't as heavy as other positions. That's all I'll say. Thank you. Thank you all for clarifying. Um, are there any questions before we begin? Okay. Um, if there are no more questions, we'll begin the election process for our OCF representative. Um, let's begin. So, okay. <laughs> um, colleagues, if there are no clarifying questions about the position, um, I will open the floor for nominations. Are there any nominations for the office, officer position of OCOF representative? And a reminder, you can nominate either yourself or another person. Um, I nominate Commissioner Wynn. I second. This is Hub. Are there any other nominations on the floor? Yeah, I'd like to nominate myself. Santos, second. Okay, great. Um, if there are no more nominations, the nomination portion is now closed. No more nominations can be made. Um, and then staff, I believe we will read nominations in reverse order. Yes. Um, Commissioner Oyagata, do you accept the nomination? You're on mute, but I see that you're saying yes. <laughs> okay, I can't read lips that well, but it looks like you're saying yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Commissioner Wynn, do you accept the nomination? Yes. All right. Okay, great. So for the position of OCOF rep, the following nominations have been made. Um, nomination for Commissioner Oyagata made by Commissioner Oyagata, seconded by Commissioner Santos, and a nomination for Commissioner Nguyen made by Commissioner Barker Plummer, seconded by Commis Commissioner Nguyen. Um, I will now ask for each nominee to address the commission for up to two minutes on why they would like to be elected for this officer position. Um, and I believe starting with Commissioner Oyata. Madam Chair, can I just 
clarify that it was Commissioner Hum who seconded Commissioner Wynn's nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'd like to make that amendment. It is Commissioner. Commissioner Oyagata, whenever you're ready, feel free to. Sorry, my internet is um, acting up. Um, I didn't hear that last bit. I disconnected. Can you repeat whatever? No worries. Yeah. Um, so each nominee will have up to two minutes to address the commission on why they would like to be elected to this officer position. Um, and if you are ready, you may speak first. Okay. Um, one sec. Okay, so the reason that I feel like I would like to participate or be um, a great fit for this is when I was reading over their goals, um, stating about life in safe and nurturing environments, the economic security um, and successful career pathways, those really connected towards me because I've worked with young people that um, need these sort of supports. And so I feel like I would not only be a great fit because I know uh, not only in my own experiences, but I've worked with youth that have similar experiences as well. And I'd be able to um, make a clear connection, um, continue to speak to other young people that um, might go through different experiences. And I feel like I'd be a great fit um, to really um, participate and bring my own insight in what, I, what I've heard in, in my experience to this space. Um, seeing that it's a new, it's a new thing as well, a new council. I've also participated in uh, organizations and in programs that are just starting up. So um, I'd be, I think I'd be a great, a great fit, and uh, would be honored if, if I had that position. Great, thank you so much, Commissioner Oyagata. Um, we can hear. We can now hear from Commissioner Wynn for again two minutes. Recording. Recording. Um, so I did prepare a speech. I'm fortunate to have grown up in San Francisco, a city of passion, change, and inspiration. My immigrant parents came to San Francisco with nothing but hope and trust in others. I have access to the opportunities that I do today because of community nonprofits and generations of youth advocates who have worked hard to make San Francisco an inclusive place to grow up in. I have been a part of several opportunities that have provided me with valuable insights on youth issues in San Francisco, such as co-founding an organization teaching public speaking to middle schoolers called San Francisco Ignite Leadership in Youth and serving as a youth advocate with San Francisco transit riders and working with youth in their education with Breakthrough San Francisco. On the education, I would love if I had the opportunity to work on creating more engagement and educational opportunities for youth and also making mental health resources more inviting to San Francisco youth in general. I would also want to work on incorporating more youth voices in issues that are so relevant to them today, such as public transportation and affordable housing. Thank you so much to Commissioner Wynn and Commissioner Oyagata for um, your speeches. And I'm opening up to the commission. Are there any questions for the nominees? Please remember that you have 60 seconds to respond to questions.
Um, I have a question for both of the nominees. That's the word, right? Um, how does y'all's uh, respective experience of, um, or how does your respective experience of being in SFUSD impact your perspective on youth needs? Um, I'm actually not an SFUSD student, so Commissioner Oigata, do you want to take that one? Sure. I uh, just want to repeat the question. How does my experience in SFUSD affect school or youth needs? Um, SF, my experience in SFUSD um, was not one that is uh, as clear cut as I went to school, I got straight A's and I was able to go off to college and be this like, great thing. Youth need, when it comes to, when it comes to my experience, I, um, I struggled a lot in high school along with uh, other of my peers as well. I went to a high school that did not have that many uh, resources to begin with, a high school that was just starting up, Academy San Francisco. Um, and, and when it comes to the educational support within school, um, I see how difficult it is um, to really excel in school. And not only in school, it affects other young people's lives outside of school, of course. Um, so seeing how SFUSD as a system, as an as a educational system, um, in a way has failed, failed young people, I think I can not only relate, but um, can speak on that too. But um, that was just kind of quickly, just if I can really answer your question, that's just kind of a little bit of what, what I um, went through. Are there any other questions from commissioners? I know that. Oh. I have a question. Uh, Commissioner, when I heard you speak to um, how you don't necessarily have the lived experience of going to a SFUSD um, school, so how would you ensure that other voices that you don't necessarily embody in other communities are heard? Yeah. Um, so I would just ensure that I hold the space for youth to talk about their issues um, coming from entirely different perspectives, even if I'm not in that space, but I don't want to assert my leadership in a way that's like, oh, like I don't go, I'm not a part of this system, so I can't help you. Like I would want to create the opportunities for you to be able to talk about their issues, even if I don't hold that same background. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm wondering, you know, the presenters spoke about how this was going to be a room full of adults. So I'm wondering how you kind of think you can navigate that situation as the only, well, one of a few youth who would be in that, um, on that council and in that community space. I can, and so go ahead and go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It's okay. Okay, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, when speaking to adults, it's totally different from speaking with other young people. Um, briefly on my own experience as well, I have spoken to adults in presentation style, speaking on youth needs as well. Uh, just recently, I spoke to the, um, um, <laughs> sorry, I, I prepared young people and we spoke to uh, the, 
oh man, <laughs> my memory is fading. It is it's kind of fade, it is a little fading me right now. But um, at a brain fart, I I apologize. I apologize for that. Emily, you can go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'd say just like being persistent. Like in my experiences working with SF Transit riders. We lobbied in um, District 11 about why public transportation is like important for youth and why SFMTA should pay more attention to these needs, especially after COVID. And the typical response was like, we got a lot of people who would just walk away or like see that we're a young person with a petition and be like, this is not relevant to me. I don't have the time for this. But I think it's just really important to like capture your own perspective and like make it compelling to them to listen to um, because I don't know. I, I think like with other people, making it personal is really important for them to understand why an issue is like so critical for youth. So that's something that's really helped me when talking to people who I've never met or people who don't care about what I'm presenting and trying to get that to stand out to them. Hey, I. Uh... Sorry, I, I totally forgot <laughs> about that part. But yeah, I'm ready to answer that question. Recently, I prepared a group of young people, transitional aged youth, and we spoke in front of the, um, uh, oh my God, I totally forgot. I apologize. Um, but I will choose to not answer that question. Um, I don't want, I know I already asked a question and I have another one, but I also don't want to cut anyone off who hasn't asked a question yet. So, okay. Um, well, this question is specifically for, uh, Commissioner Nguyen. Um, I thought it was really interesting what you mentioned before about holding space. Um, how do you envision doing that in this role? yeah um I feel like the ideas of like public hearings sometimes is not that inviting for youth or they can be intimidated by the idea of like going into a meeting and sharing what they have to say with like other adults in the room so I think it's definitely important to just like be a figure where people can just feel like if they email me to set up a meeting or if they just want to talk to me in person about an idea they have they're welcome to um, so just like make it as comfortable and informal for people as possible. Thank you. I do have one question for both of you guys. Um, in three words, what would you say is your priority on the OCOF? Um, I can take this one first. For me, it would be mental health and engagement. So mental health in terms of making mental health resources more inviting for youth um, and making it less stigmatized in our community and 
in terms of engagement, this means providing more civic engagement opportunities for youth and engagement for youth. I mean, opportunities for youth to learn about things that aren't in our standard curriculum, but are so relevant to their lives. So things like financial literacy or like issues that are in San Francisco that they may have noticed, but never got the opportunity to learn about. For me, I would have to say economic security and housing stability. The reason is, is because we just went through, uh, well, we still are in a pan, in like a huge pandemic. And this is the second recession that young people have experienced in their lifetimes, transitional aged youth. Um, and that being the case, I think economic security is a huge thing that also can uh, affect mental health, as we know, that can af uh, affect um, people's environments and um, and the career path toward uh, across schools. So I think that would be really great. I've also and working in that field, I've seen how many jobs um, were taken by young people just in the span of what was it like three months last year when the pandemic hit off. I think that's still a huge need in San Francisco for young people to get jobs and get livable wages too. Um, and if that carries on to more. Um, more involvement within mental health, within career paths and, and housing and all those needs, it would be great to, uh, to, to be involved in those conversations too. Yeah. Are we still taking questions? Um, I have a question um, for both of the nominees. Is there any problem that you've seen in youth or seen in yourself that you would like to bring to the table? Or is there something that you would specifically like to target and talk about? Um, sorry, I just want to be able to make sure I repeat your question. Any specific issue that young people are facing that would like to bring to the table, correct? Correct. For sure. Um, wow, a specific one, I would say youth homelessness. For me, homelessness um, has been a really big issue for a long time. And it's the, the issue has even gone up since I've mentioned during the pandemic, um, if we if we bring those up, when when we talk about youth voice, we're talking at least I think it's bringing up the youth voices. Those are that are the most marginalized, and I think that homeless young people, homeless people in general, are the ones that that are taken. The voices are taken away. So who best to to really bring up the issue around when they when it comes to marginalized young people then? Um, youth, uh, homeless, homeless youth, but that's just one out of many. Yeah, um, I agree with Amadeus on the homelessness issue, but I'd also like to talk about like employment opportunities. Um, I think it can be really scary as a youth with immigrant parents, like when you don't know how to navigate, like making money, taking care of that money, um, applying to certain opportunities, um, finding a mentor. 
I just think all of those little things play a lot into the development of a young person, especially in like late middle school and early high school. And I want to make sure that youth have adequate access to that in their schools through proper counseling and also like educational opportunities. Thank you. Are there any other questions from commissioners? Um, yeah, um, Commissioner Sue here. I just have a very quick question. So um, as an officer, what are your plans in expanding the goals of such, you know, mental health as well as uh, development in our youth? You know, for example, we youths don't know, you know, Jack. Okay, I, I apologize. I, I know I was with a cuss. I apologize. Um, we don't know many things about employment. We don't know how to pay taxes. We don't know about just like what uh, Commissioner Oyagata has stated uh, about financial security. So will there be any plans on expanding that as well? Expanding resources to youth, right? Expanding like mental health resources, financial security resources to youth. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a great job. That's a great suggestion, actually. One that if I if I was picked for this position, I'd bring up too. Expanding those opportunities, expanding uh, services to youth. So one is bringing up the issue, and then the other. I think whenever you bring an issue to the table, you have to have to bring solutions and bring suggestions along with that. So uh, suggestions for financial success, suggestions for mental health resources. I could definitely. Uh, come up with too. I'd also like to collaborate with other young people and have a discussion on what that actually looks like. Um, financial success, it can be credit building, credit building um, programs for youth that are available for youth. A lot of those programs are not available for youth, uh, including undocumented youth, young people without social securities, foster youth. It's really hard to, to build to build that financial success. And when it comes to mental health supports too, during COVID, it was really hard to get to reach out to counselors. Um, in my own experience at Berkeley, seeing how my uh, um, how a lot of my peers were unable to reach out to, to mental health supports because there's so little resources available to them. So bringing up these sort of uh, ideas would be great. And I really appreciate that question. Um, I definitely agree with Amadeo's on the how crucial all of these issues are in our lives. Um, but I think something that would be helpful is like having one person at each school or just someone that someone in general that youth can go to about like life skills issues, like the things Amadeo's was saying about like financial security, um, youth development, finding a job, everything in that manner. Just like making sure someone has that figure, because I know growing up, I never felt comfortable asking my parents any of those questions and it would just feel it would just feel really weird for me to ask someone like that I met through a program or anything. So just like making sure youth have that figure, that mentor figure in their lives um, is really useful and destigmatizing like the uh, the whole asking for help thing so that youth feel more comfortable in seeking help in these areas. Okay, thanks for your uh, responses. And, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but, you know, y'all have my endorsement. As an, as an immigrant from an immigrant family, I obviously never bothered to ask those kind of questions because, you know, how Asian parents go, they will lecture you on a whole topic that I haven't even understand yet, right? So, 
Now I'm just gonna ask a follow-up question, right? I might sound very specific here, but just bear with me. It's not that specific. So how are you able to, <laughs> let me think it through real quick. How are you able to expand the discussions with uh, youth as well as with uh, adults? Would there be like a town hall? Would there be like a very big meeting? What, what will be the general plan or idea regarding that? Um, I think bringing it up in the council would be really important to get the input from other adults on who is qualified for this position in San Francisco and like how 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 many of these people that we need in each school or in the district in general. Um, so how would I go about doing that? First and foremost, I reach out to the staff uh, available here to, to see what are my options? How can I really do that? When I did, when I joined the Youth Commission too, that my intention was not only to be a voice, but also to uh, to connect with you through town halls, through um, through even just dialogues in, um, in within networks, right? Or just even on the streets. To, to, to be to be uh, brief, I would use every opportunity I can to include youth um, in, in the conversation I can, so. And I'd ask for support on how I can go about doing that. I think it's also like, I would try to get input on what kind of issues matter most right now that these life skills people should focus on. Um, so it could be a matter of like, I think we should only focus on three or like two main ones so that they feel most comfortable in addressing help because I know like for me when there's like so many resources I don't know what kind of questions to ask so thank you commissioner um uh Oyagata and Nguyen um I think commissioner Zhang we can conclude questions here and move on to either deliberations if folks need it or we can go straight to a vote it's out could um sorry i i wanted to briefly uh say i i just got some advice from somebody here and i wanted to go ahead and answer the previous question that was asked to me that i wasn't able to answer is that okay just like one minute um that would be up to commissioner zhang um but i i would say that you already shared a lot <laughs> you both okay. did um so I would say no, but it's up to Commissioner Zhang. She's the chair. Um, I think just if we can take just a quick minute and I would allow um, Commissioner Oyagata to just quickly share, um, but we will definitely have to stop at 6.19. Okay, yeah, no, thank you, Commissioner Zhang. Um, Earlier, I was asked how I can present in uh, um, places where adults are present. I work at my I worked at my path where I was the only young adult staff in the room. Everybody else was oh, about the age of uh, third, uh, 25 or older. And I started when I was 17. I worked there for uh, five years. Um, I even I even got the opportunity to present over the summer to um, Recent, recently with a group of young people. And we were able to present to the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And we were able to uh, speak about youth troubles and e their economic um, problem, economic issues that are going on in their lives. And we were able to present solutions. So I feel completely comfortable uh, in that space and believe that I, I, can, 
uh, do my best to participate. So yeah. Thank you so much. Um, that wraps up our Q&A portion. Um, I would now like to open up the floor for public comment. Are there any members of the public who would like to address the commission on this matter? Seeing no public comment, public comment is now closed. Um, do we think it is necessary to reflect and deliberate? Um, could I hear from like a commissioner or a few commissioners? I'd like to go into the voting process. So would I. Okay, great. Um, we can move on to the voting portion. Um, staff, may I please have a roll call vote on the election of the OCOF representative position? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Tanaka? Oyagata. Commissioner Aliado Pierre? One. Commissioner Foley? One. Commissioner Shu? Uh, are we voting one of them or both of them? Uh, this is only one. Um, can you come back to me? Yes. Commissioner Asfa? Oyagata. Commissioner Listana? Win. Commissioner Zhang? Win. Commissioner Fret? Oyagata. Commissioner Oyagata? Myself, Oyagata. Commissioner Pimentel? Oyagata. Commissioner Nguyen? Myself, Win. Commissioner Shaw? Oyagata. Commissioner Hum? Nguyen. Commissioner Barker Plummer? Nguyen. Uh, Commissioner Katubig? Oyagata. Commissioner Santos? Oh, you gotcha. Commissioner Love. Oh, you gotcha. And coming back to Commissioner Shu. Uh, do I have the power to <laughs> abstain? Because this is this is kind of difficult. No, you don't, Commissioner Shu. I'm sorry. Okay, this is kind of hard. I'm gonna do the unconventional method of flipping a coin. Hold on. Okay, um, what? Commissioner Nguyen, am I correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, give us a moment to tally. Yeah, so it was very close. I am counting nine Commissioner Oyagata and eight for Commissioner Nguyen. Kylie, Louise, do you all get that as well? All right, uh, congratulations, Commissioner Oyagata. Thank you, thank you. Wow. <laughs> congratulations, uh, as you Congratulations, Commissioner Oyagata. You are now the OCOF representative for the 2021 to 22 term. Um, staff, can you please call item 6B? 
sorry, I was muted. Um, commission uh, item six B is where did it go? Oh yeah, inform and decision. Uh, this is a first reading for the resolution number twenty twenty two AL one. This is a resolution making findings to allow teleconferenced meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. As sponsors, we have executive committee, and as a presenter, you have youth commission staff. Um, so that will be me and Kylie presenting. Um, there's not much to present on here other than... Um, this was actually a directive that came from the city attorney's office. Um, I believe in the last week of the second to last week of September, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, passed a state bill that was like amending um, some sort of law that would like make it legal for uh, public commissions to and advising bodies to meet remotely. Um, and so this new resolution here, because you all are a commission and you do meet publicly and on a regular basis, and we still are doing remote, um, meetings, um, the mayor and quite frankly, the governor have asked, uh, each commission to pass what they're calling like these findings, which is basically just a resolution, um, also just, synonymous with a declarative statement that this commission acknowledges that we are still in a pandemic. Um, there's still, um, like if we were to meet in person, our health would be at risk. Um, and this resolution is basically saying that the youth commission acknowledges that therefore the youth commission will continue to meet remotely for the next 30 days. Um, and we will continue to approve this resolution and have it on our agenda every 30 days until we are able to meet back in person. And as of now, um, commissions under uh, Mayor Breed's directive, commissions are not allowed to meet back in person. I believe the only commission that is allowed to meet in person are the supervisors. Um, and so we don't have any more information. I think Kylie, do you, do you have a timeline at the moment? The only timeline I have is, is maybe November. Um, but that is not even that that's just like catch as catch can. So that's the last that I've heard. Yeah. So that's kind of the information that we have. Um, I'll take any questions if folks have any. It's pretty standard. All commissions are adopting this. It's literally the same resolution. The only thing that is different is that R says the Youth Commission. I don't have any questions. Cool. Thank you, Commissioner Oswald, for the verbal response. Um, Commissioner uh, Zhang, you don't need to read this into the record, but you do need to suspend the bylaws since we will be approving this, or you all will be approving this um, on a first reading. Okay, so I will be suspending the bylaws for this resolution as it does not need a second reading. Um, again, are there any questions before we continue? Um, great. So is there any public comment on this item? Seeing none, public comment is now closed. 
Um, is there a motion on this item? Um, for clarification, would we now motion to suspend the bylaws? Okay, so Commissioner Osfo motion to suspend the bylaws. Commissioner Shaw, second. Great. Um, Commissioner Oswald motion to suspend the bylaws, seconded by Commissioner Shaw. Uh, we will now take a vote on this motion. Uh, staff, can you please call roll call? Commissioner Tanaka? Aye. Commissioner Alioto Pierre? Aye. Commissioner Foley? Aye. Commissioner Shu? Aye. Commissioner Oswald? Aye. Commissioner Listana? Aye. Commissioner Zhang? Aye. Commissioner Fret. Aye. Commissioner Oyagata. Aye. Commissioner Pimentel. Aye. Commissioner Nguyen. Aye. Commissioner Shaw. Aye. Commissioner Hum. Aye. Commissioner Barker Plummer. Aye. Commissioner Katubig. Aye. Commissioner Santos. Aye. And Commissioner Love. Aye. Alrighty, the motion passes. Great, seeing that the bylaws are suspended for this resolution. Um, wait, staff, can I just confirm we need to approve the yes. resolution? Yes, so now you would um, take motions to approve the resolution and then take public comment, and then you would do a roll call. Great. Um, are there any motions on this item? A motion to approve the resolution. Commissioner Love, second. Great. Um, Commissioner Tanaka, motions to approve this resolution, seconded by Commissioner Love. Um, before moving on, is there any public comment on this item? Seeing none, uh, public comment is now closed. Staff, can you please take a roll call vote? Yes, Commissioner Tanaka? Aye. Commissioner Alioto Pierre? Aye. Commissioner Foley? Aye. Commissioner Shu? Aye. Commissioner Osva? Aye. Commissioner Listana? Aye. Commissioner Zhang? Aye. Commissioner Fret? Aye. Commissioner Oyagata? Aye. Commissioner Pimentel? Aye. Commissioner Nguyen? Aye. Commissioner Shaw? Aye. Commissioner Hum? Aye. Commissioner Barker Plummer? Aye. Commissioner Katubing? Aye. Commissioner Santos. Aye. And Commissioner Love. Aye. Alrighty, the motion passes. This item has been passed. Um, staff, can you please call item seven? Yes, item seven is committee reports. This is discussion only. Item seven A is executive committee. Item seven A A is LEO. That would be Commissioner Hum. 
I'm sorry, I cut out. Can you repeat that? Um, yeah, we are doing committee reports under executive committee and the LAO report is first. Yes, so uh, I am currently working with staff on a LAO plan. Uh, other than that, I have nothing to report. And then Adriana, you can call the subsections. Okay, um, item 7B comms. Um, so pretty much the only thing I really have to report is that um, we'll probably, we will be holding elections again um, for the second spot of comms officer, like sometime in the like near future meetings. Um, yeah. So just something to um, keep out, watch out for. But I have nothing else to report since I haven't met with you tell you. Great, thank you, Commissioner Lestana. Um, and then now on to any general committee updates from exec. I can do this, Adriana. Um, trying to remember. Is this the part where we talk about like the work group thing? Yeah. Okay. So, um, as I'm sure you guys have heard one way or another, uh, we are currently down one staff person. Um, so right now it's just Kylie needs cell. And until that, uh, the third staff person position is filled, we cannot meet in official committees because staff just does not have the capacity. Um, but that does not mean that we'll only be meeting in commission meetings and exec. We are brainstorming different ways to, um, do similar work that we would do if we had committees, just not in this like official, like, you know, how in this meeting we go through the whole public comment is not open, public comment is now closed. Um, if we were to switch to a work group model for the time being, because this is not permanent, um, we would uh, just meet informally and meet on our own uh, without a staff person chairing it and do the work on our own, if that makes sense. So, um, most likely how it's going to go is staff will try to gauge interest in the different topic areas and cross that with what people's availabilities are during the week. So if you haven't filled out the availability form, please do. It's very important and you like literally cannot be placed in a work group if you don't do it. So do it. Um, and if, you know, there's like a certain general trends, um, yeah, staff will still support. They're not going to be like absent, but they just wouldn't be doing what like Adriana and Itzel are doing now. Thank you for that clarification, Itzel. Um, and then from then the work groups will form. And it, I mean, usually committees are pretty uh, youth led anyways, but it would just, again, like there wouldn't be a clerk and we also would not have technically official um, meetings as a committee. So it's a work group, the language is intentional. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Itzel or Kylie jump in if I'm forgetting anything. Yeah, I think you got um, all of it, Arsima. The only thing that I would add is that uh, the executive committee at their next meeting next week will be kind of like uh, brainstorming and fleshing this idea out more. So if you want to have some input around uh, work group topics or have more questions around how this will work and kind of want to be a part of that um, or like spearheading a work group, um, please attend the executive committee meeting. Um, otherwise, you will probably be voluntold in some way. 
um, once those ideas are hashed out from the exec committee. That's the only thing I would add. Yeah, thank you, Itzel. Um, So yeah, come to the next exec meeting if you wanna have a voice. It's not like a big thing where you get public comment, like you can just come and talk. Um, and also please, when we open, um, elections for the other comms officer please run someone please it's a lot of work to do on your own and gabby is amazing and she's very capable but not a single person can do that work alone and if anyone has any questions adriana i hope i'm not overstepping but me and me and adriana were the comms officers last year so i'm sure we can both give um answer any questions give any clarifications etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah that concludes my report Great, fantastic. Um, I second everything Arsina said. That was a really good summary. I don't think I could have done it better. Um, typically, this is where different committees would report, but seeing that there are temporarily none, uh, staff, can you please call item eight? Yeah, we would also have the OCOF report um, right underneath, but seeing that we just got our youth rep at Amadeus, um, that will be at a next meeting. Um, so with that, item number eight is staff report. This is discussion only. So this is kind of where staff give um, updates and whatnot. Uh, so we have a few things. I'll begin with just the updates. Um, so as of right now, our Youth Commission website is outdated. Don't come for staff. We're not tech savvy. I'm sorry. Um, but we are working with the IT department and Louise, who is our fellow, uh, will be helping with the design. Um, and so that will be updated with your profiles, your contact information, all that good stuff by the end of this week. Um, so I wanted to share that. Also wanted to share that uh, last year, one thing that the comms team uh, or an idea that the comms team ha team had last year was to create like a signal group chat um, to kind of give like immediate updates or share like immediate um, opportunities, activities, resources, share memes, um, I don't know, be goofy, share community. And so we will also be doing um, a signal group. So look out for that. I will be leaning on the returners to add um, the new folks, seeing that I have most of your contact information and I know that you all have the Signal app. So um, for returners, once you get added, please add your peers. That would be helpful. And then um, the other thing is that um, as a youth commissioner, you do get business cards. And so we are gonna ask right now um, individually if you want business cards. If you do, please say yes. Um, Kylie, is there any specific information that we would need from them? Like maybe include pronouns? We would want uh, the name that you'd want on your business card, um, an email and a phone number. And the caveat with that is to remember that business cards go out to whoever you give them to. So if you are not comfortable with giving a personal cell phone number, you don't need to. You can create a different Gmail account for, you know, if it's easier for a separate, you know, this is my youth commission business versus my personal email. That is totally your choice. It's, you know, you're the one that gives consent on who gets what information from you on how to contact you. Yeah, so I see everyone's putting their number in the chat. 
that's great. Um, feel free to get everybody's number while you're at it. Um, but one thing that we will do to make this more uniform is I'll send out a form. So right now I'm just asking who wants one and who does not. And then all the other information will be on our weekly internal, which we'll, we'll actually have one this week. Um, so I'm going to go down roll call and then you can either say, yes, I want business cards or no, I don't want business cards. Um, are there any questions? All right, cool. So beginning with Commissioner Tanaka. No, thank you. All right, Commissioner Aliotto Pierre. I'm assuming that the ones that I got when I first started still work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you okay. your position hasn't changed, yeah. All right, then I'm good. All right, cool. Commissioner Foley. Personally, I'm all right. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Commissioner Shu. Uh, yes, but I have a request. Is it fine if you guys put my legal name, which is Jajen Su, instead of Jajen Harry Su? Yeah, of course. Thanks. Uh, Commissioner Osfa? Uh, yeah, and I would also say I can follow up with you. I can follow up on this with you guys later, but I want to change the email on my card. But yes, I want business cards. Okay, cool. Thank you for the note. Uh, Commissioner Listana? Uh, yeah, I want a business card. Cool. Commissioner Zhang? Yes, please. Commissioner Fret? Yes, please. Commissioner Oyagata? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Pimentel? Yes. Commissioner Nguyen? Yes, please. Commissioner Shaw? Yes, please. Commissioner Hum? Yes, please. Commissioner Barker Plummer? Yes, please. Commissioner Katubig? Yes, please. Commissioner Santos? Yes, please. Commissioner Love? Yes, please. All right. So look out for that form. Um, and then I'm pretty sure they'll get mailed to you, right, Kylie? Or maybe I'll pick them up and mail them. Or maybe I'll drop them uh, off. We'll have to figure that out because uh, we've never done this where we haven't had them pick them up in the office. So... Well, we can probably mail them though through the second floor. We'll figure it out. Probably figure it out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Um, and then the final thing that I have to report um, tomorrow, there is an opportunity for public comment at uh, SFMTA board meeting. Um, and uh, Commissioner Quick, who, or previous Commissioner Quick, um, connected me with some organizer from this agency that I can't remember, but they are currently asking for young people um, who believe that transit should be free and widely available and accessible for young people um, and for marginalized communities to have access to free and um, frequent transit. And so there is a request uh, for, for young people specifically on this commission to give public comment at the board meeting. It does start at 1 p.m. So it's not like at a youth friendly time, but your public comment would be super helpful. Um, and it helps get youth commission voice on the map with SFMTA. Historically, we've always had, I mean, historically SFMTA knows that the youth commission comes and they come hard. Um, and so I'm gonna ask individually again um, for folks, if you are able to give public comment, if you are able to give public comment at one o'clock, um, I will send you the information. If you're not, 
that's fine. Um, but typically we would want at least two or three commissioners to give public comment if available. If no young person is available, then usually staff gives public comment. Um, and um, I know we also haven't covered resolution or public comment training. So that's like completely separate and we'll cover that at another meeting. But we do have a script for this public comment. So you just have to input your name, um, information that relates to you, your personal experience. And I can send that again if you confirm that you can give public comment. Um, so are there any questions before I ask you all individually? Just confirming, is this tomorrow? Yeah, this is tomorrow at 1 p.m. I just want to reiterate, you know, since we have more new commissioners than returning commissioners, that it would be okay to give public comment as a youth commissioner because the youth commission has taken many stances on free public transportation for young people in years past. And so that's why you can be in your youth commission role for this particular type of public comment. Yeah. So are there any questions? All right, seeing none, I will ask folks individually again. Um, beginning with Commissioner Tanaka, are you available to give public comment tomorrow at one o'clock? I am not able to give public comment. All right, thank you. Um, Commissioner Alioto Pierre? Unfortunately, I'm not. All right, Commissioner Foley? I am also not available to speak tomorrow. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Shu? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Asfa. Um, I have class at that time, but I could uh, like write a public comment that someone like a staff person could give on my behalf if that's helpful. Um, I just won't be able to be like present. Yeah, that's perfect. I will send you the email after this meeting. Um, Commissioner Listana? Um, I have class at that time and I have a lot of homework, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to write a comment. No worries. Thank you for knowing your capacity. Uh, Commissioner Zhang? Um, I'm not able to make it, but like Arsina, I can write um, a public comment for you all to share. Okay, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Frett? I hate to be redundant, but I also have class and I would love to write something that can be read if that's possible. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Oyagata? Yeah, I can make time. I'll, I'll be there. Okay, cool. Uh, Commissioner Pimentel? I could also make time. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Nguyen? I have class, but I can prepare a message for you all. Okay, that works. Um, Commissioner Shaw? Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend. No worries, Commissioner Hum. I cannot attend, but I do want to write a message. Okay, that works. Uh, Commissioner Barker Plummer? I am not available. Um, and I don't think I'll have time to write a comment. I'm sorry, but no thank you to everyone who can. Yeah, there's already a few folks. Um, Commissioner Katubik? 
Um, unfortunately, I have class. All right, thank you, Commissioner Santos. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Santos and Commissioner Love. I also will not be able to be present, but I would like to write a comment. Okay, great. Thank you, folks. Um, so what I'll do is I'll send you all the email with the information, um, and then you can respond to me with your public comment. Uh, but it would be great to have your public comment by, I would say, like 10 in the morning, the latest 11, 30, 12. Um, and yeah, that concludes staff report. Thank you. Sorry, my laptop was kind of glitching. Um, um, okay, so staff, can you please call item nine? Yes, item nine is announcements. This includes community events. Um, um, so oh, oh, go ahead. Like my Wi-Fi is a little laggy, so I don't mean to uh, cut anyone off. Uh, commissioners or staff, if you have any community announcements here, like district events, any calls to action, webinars, um, feel free to share here. I have a community event to share. Um, this is happening October 20th, so a few days away. Um, but there is this, um, it's kind of like a resource center called, uh, the acronym is HYPE. It's the, it stands for Helping Young People Elevate Center. Um, and it's on Potrero. So I think it's like on the cusp of um, the Mission District. Um, but they are opening their doors on October 20th for a youth drop-in center. So this drop-in center is similar to like a, a navigation center where they have like wraparound services where young people can like take a shower, do their laundry, eat, um, access mental health services, speak to like different um, counselors, uh, receive different therapies, um, and receive like hygiene kits and stuff. Um, and so, but it's not uh, funded by the city. This is funded by a nonprofit. Um, and they are having their uh, grand opening on October 20th. And they're inviting all young people um, to come enjoy youth vendors, free food, free music, performances by young people and um, raffles. So it's happening um, October 20th from 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And it is in person and they are asking for folks to wear masks. So I'll include it in the weekly internal, but it looks like, oops, it looks like that. And that's all I have to report. Great, thanks Itzel for sharing. Um, does anyone else have community announcement? Um, I also have a community event to share. So on Saturday, there is a youth arts showcase. It's called Our Diverse Voices Youth Art Showcase. And this will be in Oakland. And there will be over 40 plus youth artists and over 40 plus vendors and merchants coming together for the old Oakland um, Celebrates Block Party. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is, Emily. That sounds really interesting. Um, if you're able to share that information with staff, maybe they're able to include it in the either weekly internal or through email. Um, thanks for sharing. Any other? Okay, I'm not hearing any, um, but feel free to interrupt me if you have any last ones. Um, once we have like a communication platform, whether it's like signal or messages, um, what, once we have those, y'all will be able to share the information through those channels as well. Okay, um, staff, can you please call item 10? Yes, item number 10 is adjournment. Okay, this meeting is adjourned at 6.52 p.m. Thank you all so much for coming. Ooh, congratulations. Second meeting. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everyone. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Adriana. Thank you. Thank you.